and welcome back to Off the Record. This is Season 3, Episode 1, and today we're going to be talking about all things grad school. My name is Leila Nunez, and I will be your host for this series. Today, I'm joined by podcast host Isabel Salaji, who's currently in the process of applying to graduate school, as well as Aisha Mahmoud, a political science grad student here at Cal State Long Beach. So if you're debating on whether or not grad school is the right fit for you, keep on listening, and let's get right into it. My name is Aisha. This is my second semester. Um, I'm getting a master's in political science, and I graduated with my BA in political science from Cal State Long Beach. I was a political science major and a PR minor. I'm Isabel. I'm a fourth year studying political science and journalism, um, and I am currently in the process of applying to graduate programs in the human rights field. So my first question is going to be directed to Aisha. Like, why did you decide to attend grad school? And then how um, did you decide that CSULB is where you wanted to go? A big part of my decision to apply to grad school in the first place was the timing. I um, was a freshman at CSULB in 2018. So halfway through my second year, the pandemic hit. And I only got to take two classes of political science in person before the pandemic. So I graduated with, or I was about to graduate um, with my major in political science, having only had two classes in person. Um, And as I was just going over kind of my experience in undergrad, I knew that I still have a lot to learn and I didn't really feel fulfilled in my experience having experienced the whole time through COVID. So I reached out. The first thing I did was reach out to um, a few faculty members that I trusted in the department um, and the new chair of the department. And they all kind of had a conversation with me, went through my options. um, And I really found that maybe getting a master's would be a good idea Mm -hmm. to keep learning. There's a lot more to learn Mm -hmm. in any field, Mm -hmm. but definitely in political science. So I thought it would be a good idea to take that choice. And then why CSULB specifically? I live here, so it was very convenient. Mm-hmm. It's affordable. Um, and they had a new program for College of Liberal Arts um, returning students that are applying from undergrad to the graduate programs um, called the Equity Scholars. And that really pushed me forward to fund me f- throughout my first semester. So that was a big mm-hmm. um, key factor yeah. for why I chose CSULB. Is that something, Isabel, is that is that something that you are, like, afraid of? Like, where you should go? Is that something you're considering? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I've had, like, several meetings with faculty members and then, like, professors at other universities um, over the course of the semester and then over the past summer. And hearing so many mixed opinions on, like, where to go? What's the best program for what I want to do? Um, does prestige matter? Is, like, the quality of the program more important than the prestige of the university? And, like, just mixed opinions on everything. It, it's so overwhelming because it's, like, I think I know where I want to go, and then I hear a different opinion from somebody else who's in the field, and then it just completely upends, like, my thought process. Right. So that is, like, a very stressful p- part of it, and especially because what I want to study is somewhat more niche in the United States. There's a lot of programs abroad that offer what I want to do, but I want to stay in the U.S. for my master's. And um, of the limited programs available, figuring out what are the best options and where I should be applying to is, it's stressful. I bet. I really bet. I also wanted to go, since you're currently in it, I'm assuming the application process, and you have gone through it, I want to see do like a little compare and contrast. Like, how was your experience going and how was yours? Okay. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> the process is, like I mentioned, it's stressful. Um, I had done a bunch of research on my own and like narrowed down a list of schools that I was considering. And then I ran those past a few faculty members. Um, and then they either said, oh yeah, that's good. Or that's not good. Don't apply there. Um, and so I think right now I'm in the process of applying to three or four schools. I'm like deciding on the fourth. Um, but the process of, of like writing the personal statements and then having faculty members and like advisors look at the statement and see, okay, you got to rewrite this. You got to do that. And then getting the references. Um, and then it's just, it's a lot. I don't know. I feel like when you are applying as an undergrad into college or no, when you're applying as a high schooler to get into college, that's like stressful enough. Um, because you're just kind of figuring out what you're passionate about and what you want to do and where you want to do it. Um, and most of the time, you have no idea as a high schooler. And then over the course of your undergrad career, when you figure out what you are passionate about and what you want to keep studying postgrad, I think there's a lot more at stake. And so it feels like there's more weight on the decision. Yeah, 100%. I think we've ha- we have very different experiences mm-hmm. because I wanted to stay in California. You want to leave mm-hmm. California. So I think it shows that like... Everyone's going to go through their own journey in the application process. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think the the one thing that I always recommend, whether you're thinking of going out of state, staying in state, staying in your same school, or even changing um, from your major to a whole nother department, the first thing is talking to faculty mm-hmm. members, which is what we both started with. So even though that like catapulted us into two very different directions, mm-hmm. very different, like I'm in a um, general political science program, whereas you're going to human rights. Mm-hmm. But the first step is always talking to faculty members. Mm -hmm. They've been through this before. We haven't. And I think um, for high school through college, there's college counselors, Mm -hmm. there's teachers, and then there's also just a community. Even if our parents didn't go to college, we still have that general consensus consensus of what college is Mm -hmm. or what it might feel like. Whereas grad school is a whole other thing. Because what you were talking about before, where everyone has a different experience, you don't know where to apply... Grad school is so different from undergrad in that it's so individualized. Mm -hmm. So people can go through the same program, same professors, have a completely different experience Mm -hmm. because you get to make your own experience. Mm -hmm. You get to work on your own research. You choose what you're studying versus there's a curriculum handed to you at the beginning of your program. You're there either for our sake, a master's, Mm -hmm. minus two years. Every program is different. Or Mm -hmm. if you're getting a PhD and it's six plus years, um, you get to spend that time doing what you choose to Mm do. So I think that's what makes it so different. But going back to to my application process, um, because it was so easy for me to apply here because I I was a poli-sci major and going into a master's in political science in the same department, it was the same people that I knew that were reading my applications. Mm -hmm. So I knew who to talk to that was going to go over my um, uh, applications and everything like that. So it made it easier. So I didn't apply anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I only applied to that school. I lived 10 minutes away. I knew I could afford it. Um, and I had a few programs that I was specifically interested in. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll apply here. That's my plan, especially because I graduated in the fall from undergrad. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll apply for the spring to go into CSULB. If that doesn't work out, if I do get accepted and choose not to go, then I'll apply for more programs in the fall. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my reasoning behind it. You guys both talked about high school into college is mm-hmm. so much different than yeah. college to grad um Aisha I wanted to ask you what was the most difficult part of transitioning from an undergrad to grad and then also what has been your favorite part so far 
Ooh, okay, my, I'll start with my favorite thing. My favorite thing is how, especially because in my case, I only had a few weeks in between because I went from fall to spring semester as an undergrad and then into grad student, is how the relationship changes between you and the professors. Mm. So the faculty members look at you so much differently. Um, and I experienced that really before my first week of classes when I first met with um, a faculty member that I was going to TA for. Um, and that just like sparked something because I realized that it's a whole another level of um, academia. And so some professors treat you like peers. And that was a whole new experience to mm-hmm. me. I'm still discovering it and like knowing what my limits and boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my favorite thing. Um, and then I'd say the most difficult part of the transition is just the, the course load mm-hmm. and taking it all in and kind of understanding how to balance everything out as a, especially because I'm a, a TA as well. And then I have my own classes and kind of navigating that, mm-hmm. um, is very difficult sometimes. It's a, it's a three hour seminar once a week. If you're not there, if you miss one week, then you miss a whole, yeah, you'll, you miss a whole part of the, <laughs> the class that you're not going to be able to catch up on because mm-hmm. it's just seminars and discussions. Um, and one thing that's like unique to, I think most grad schools have that where it's classes in the evening. I'm still getting used to that because my classes are at 6.30 to 9.15. So I had to like switch up my whole schedule. So mm. that is something that even though it's not as important, it's still like challenging and I'm getting used to. Right. And then you have to, for those, well, you guys probably don't know. Aisha was my TA. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that today. So <laughs> learning things. So I feel like that's interesting that grad school, you're already like not you're working with the professors rather than working under them or you are working under them but like that's odd like is that something you're looking forward to yes because god knows i love harassing my professors and by harassing i mean like bothering them emailing them asking them questions because at least with our university like they're they make themselves very accessible they want to help you and that's something that i really value and i appreciate and um especially as like a first generation student like, and the first one in my family ever to be interested in, like, politics or human rights, um, navigating this journey, like, by myself is impossible. So having faculty members that are there to help you and they want to help you succeed um, is something that I really value. And so the opportunity to, like, work with them more and be seen as more of a peer when I, like, go into grad school is I'm so excited. It's life-changing. Yeah. You'll love it. I'm going to change my answer for the most challenging to grading. Because as much as I love, (laughs) grading is really hard. It's so subjective. My first paper that you guys wrote and I was grading, I genuinely, like, was having so much trouble. um, Because... every paper is different every Mm -hmm. especially if it's a an intro class and most people don't want to be there they're just taking it for a ge requirement Mm -hmm. everything's so subjective and i feel bad especially because a few weeks after graduating from undergrad like i know what it's like to be on the other end of things and receiving grades that i'm not happy with Mm -hmm. so i was advocating for the students too much so i was like oh they're like aisha stop yeah you're not that good i'll take it um genuinely because it is an intro class and like especially at the beginning of the semester people don't know what they're doing yet mm-hmm. and it's challenging so i was like okay this sounds like as long as people are making effort i was like okay i don't i'm not gonna fail this person mm-hmm. um but it gets easier with time yeah. i'm getting used to it but yeah, you're gonna love the the relationship you have with faculty members. Yeah. It's like very collaborative and so excited, fun. That's yeah. weird. Like you're on the other side. Yeah, it's weird. And I, I, oh yeah, I was gonna say, and I feel like for you, 
it's one thing like if you go to undergrad at one university and then go to a different university for grad school like that's the trajectory I'm on but for you it must be really nice because these are professors you already knew as an undergrad so there's already like a base relationship there that you can just build upon yeah it's weird when they ask you now to call them by their first name <gasps> no yeah <laughs> so we have we have alumni from our program that did like their undergrad and their master's mm-hmm. at CSULB and now they teach at CSULB that's crazy but so technically like fully their peers like at staff meetings meetings are their professors so one of them one of their old professors was like you could just call me by my first name like Mm -hmm. we're co-workers like we're at the same level and he's like no i'm sorry like that's so weird (laughs) even though that he was his professor like years ago he still calls him like doctor that's so funny Mm -hmm. also like very sweet yeah Yeah. very respectful okay so that's one thing you mentioned where it's like you wanted to stay in california you knew your professors and it, it made um something that could be seen as scary more comfortable you are going <laughs> in a completely that. different direction yeah. are you what are your fears going into grad school everything <laughs> <laughs> your main yeah. one. Oh my gosh i think um it's like a double-edged sword because i've lived in california most like my entire life but i don't particularly like it here um so the idea of being able to move away um specifically back to the east coast which is where i've always wanted to live it's where my family's from originally that's very exciting for me um and then especially because most of the human rights sector in the u.s is all located on the east coast so if i want to be in that field that's where i need to live so that's very exciting like i'm actually gonna go and move there um and like kind of uh, immerse myself in that lifestyle um but that is scary to think about picking up and moving and i don't really know that many people on the east coast or just outside of california so that's scary um and yeah like i was a transfer student to long beach state but i feel like i really um like, I don't know, created like a little family here at, on the campus. And I know a lot of the professors and a lot of people in the poli-sci department. Um, and that's been very comfortable for me. So going to another university and having to like recreate that somewhere else is a little, it's a little terrifying, but it's also exciting. So, yeah. All right. Okay. And my next question is, um, have you, Aisha, have you experienced imposter syndrome? Throughout grad school? And if so, how did you overcome it? If you have. <laughs> I think so. I think definitely. I Yeah, has there ever been imposter syndrome any space I'm at? If it's a work thing, internship, mm-hmm. class. I think one thing that really helps is how inclusive like the CSULB community is in general. So mm-hmm. that takes off a lot. Um, but still, I think just the idea of... I've never thought that I'd be in grad school not when I was in high school, mm-hmm. not even most of the time that I was in undergrad. It only was really something that sparked in my last semester of undergrad where I thought, okay, let me consider this. And then after reading up on it, applied and ended up getting in. Mm-hmm. So it still feels like I shouldn't be in this space sometimes. Um, like the political science space outside of this campus is very white, very male-dominated. So it's different, um, even with our professors. And that's something that I really also pushed me to apply to grad school is because even my time in undergrad, I only really had professors in my major that were either, most of them were white men, mm-hmm. if not all of them. Um, even though we do have a few in our department, but I never got the chance to take their classes when I was in undergrad. So that difference really makes... Um, a lot of people's experiences so it's scary and some of the conversations that we have in political science especially because something in grad school that I wasn't as used to is the conversations shift from the 
general like political landscape that we talk about in undergrad mm-hmm. whereas in grad school like a, a whole part of our conversation is about political science itself and mm-hmm. like the field and the political scientists and the data um that they end up coming out with and producing and that field um is very different than the reality we live in today mm. and so sometimes i'm listening into conversations or lectures or discussions and seminars that i may not necessarily agree with mm-hmm. all the time but then i remember that i might be uncomfortable in these scenarios but that's why i'm here and mm-hmm. like i can push the conversation further so that's yeah. something that helps nice all right um uh, i also want to ask isabel what are your hopes coming from grad like going to grad school what are your hopes for the results, the outcome? Yeah. Um, hmm. That's kind of a loaded question because I like have a very like clear idea of what I want to do with my career in mind. Um, and then it feels like everybody who I talk to, they give me like a different opinion on like what's the best way to get there. Um, so that's, you know, that can be terrifying. <laughs> but I think over the course of my undergraduate career, I kind of narrowed in on what it was I was really passionate about and what I wanted to do. And a lot of it stemmed back to like childhood and like family history and things that I've cared about my whole life that I want to now like do as a career. Um, And so over the course of undergrad, I was able to kind of like narrow down like over the years, like, okay, this is what I want to do. And now getting ready to launch into graduate school and having the opportunity to study literally exactly what I want and get into that career field and then move into that space and be able to like create change in however you know many ways that I can is very exciting so I think yeah just having like an impact even on like a very small level is what I'm looking forward to and I think that's something that I mean you can find that opportunity you know however it may be I don't know I feel like anybody could have that opportunity to like make a difference I think for me um, graduate school is like a very clear way to like be able to accomplish that in my life and in the field that I want to go into. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. And I don't want to like crush your dreams, <laughs> but Aisha, would you say grad school has impacted your career or um, is currently like affecting your career choices and everything? Yes, a hundred percent. As a pessimist, this is the one time <laughs> I'm not going to crush your dreams. I think yeah. that like hunger <laughs> And that strive for impact Mm -hmm. is what's going to get you going through grad school. And it's going to help you get out of there and actually make that impact. And Mm -hmm. having that already from undergrad and cultivating that community that pushes you to where you are today is going to go a long way. I think for me, like grad school is going to help a lot. I'm hoping to teach community college. So Mm -hmm. I'm learning a lot here. And then hopefully next semester, Mm -hmm. I'll actually get to lecture at a community college. Mm -hmm. So that's exciting. Um, but yeah, I think grad school can definitely help you do that, mm-hmm. but it's up to you. Yeah, it's not absolutely. really like an undergrad thing where you could just go flying by under the d- radar, mm-hmm. which I know you're not going to do because you didn't in undergrad. Yeah. Like you stepped up at every step in undergrad. You pushed through <laughs> your uh, leadership in like every space that you're in. So I'm sure you'll do the exact same thing oh, in grad school you. and then you'll get to accomplish your dreams. Right? Dang. That was actually a better answer. It's so nice. <laughs> no but it's true though because like i will say this especially in political science as you go along in this like major i think everybody eventually turns into a pessimist a nihilist like there is no optimism that comes out of a political science uh lecture in the upper division level like you just it's so depressing um so it is difficult though to like 
have some optimism, have some hope and think, okay, I'm going to keep going with this because I really believe in the work that we do. And I really feel like a difference can be made if like, you know, people like Aisha and I keep going and like pick up the torch that our faculty members are and our advisors are carrying right now. Yeah, I like I always like to say that I went into political science because I had a lot of questions, mm. but I came out with just more questions. <laughs> None of these yes. questions were answered. Yeah. Um and after every class or after every paper, like I realized that how depressing mm-hmm. I may seem to be, but yeah. then at the end of the day, like we have hope in like individuals, and I think yes. that's what like makes a difference. Yeah. Hopefully we're going to be fine. Yeah. And it is one of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, I walk out, like yesterday I walked out of a lecture and I was like, wow, the world's going to end like any day now. This is it for us. And then I went home and I was like, you know what, but I would, like, I wouldn't trade this for anything. I wouldn't want to be studying anything else. It is a very weird relationship with our field of study. I do want to ask, how would you, because I know grad school is already like super, super, a lot of pressure. How are you balancing your personal life and grad school how are you about ba- like like mental health all of that yeah. last semester i did great i was fine <laughs> i genuinely was able to manage everything and that made me think that oh i got this the next mm-hmm. three semesters are gonna be a breeze and they're yeah. as easy as this this semester i'm having um a, like it's just difficult because i'm taking on uh more classes and i'm mm-hmm. working double the amount that i worked last semester so I'm just adjusting. It's mm-hmm. the fourth week, right? Fourth week of classes or third. So I'm taking like the first month to kind of get into a routine. Mm-hmm. And then it's a lot to balance. But I think you have to go into it with the intention to like prioritize certain things. So like mm-hmm. family, friends, having that social life is so important. But then also like being able to manage work, course load. And then if you want to do research like on the side mm-hmm. as well. It's a lot. You just need to go in with that intention and, like, organize. It's all about time and schedules. Mm-hmm. Are you also... Do you have, like, a, like a separate job outside of grad school? No, not right now. So I just TA. So that's, like, 20 hours a week. So I can't work anymore on campus. Mm-hmm. I can off campus if I want to. Um, so I know. So some people work full time in the morning and then they go to classes genuinely like i don't know how these mm. people do that like props to them <laughs> i wouldn't be able to do that yeah. um so they take like a um usually if they are working full-time they take um a easier like, course load so mm-hmm. i'm taking the full course load to graduate early so i'm just working in the mornings teeing for two different classes this semester and just that work in the summer get some money to pay for tuition but during the semester just classes and teeing yeah. nice nice okay one of the big questions i had is what do you wish more people knew about grad school oh okay what i wish more people knew about grad school i think is that they need to reach out to faculty members of the department that they're applying to so it was easy for me but because they were like my undergrad department as well but for you like for every school you're applying to look through the faculty members Mm -hmm. look at the they'll have all their information in the um, campuses like websites and everything and look for the faculty members that have their research interests closely aligned with Mm -hmm. yours you'll always find someone or if you can't find someone in that school don't apply there it's going to be a waste of time they won't focus on your research questions like they won't have the resources to deal with what you want to do and then it would just be a waste of money and time for both people um, so look for faculty members and reach out to them as you're mm-hmm. applying 
and ask them what they want from your application and ask them for funding opportunities. So when I was applying, like, uh, it's a public school, it's a safe school, so they don't have that many, like, scholarship opportunities. Um, and I knew because I'm a um, resident and not a citizen, I don't apply for any, like, financial aid or anything like that. And I knew that it probably wouldn't have been able to pay the whole um, tuition for all four semesters. Mm-hmm. So my first um, meeting with my graduate advisor, I was like, okay, so I applied. Like, it was my first time meeting her. I didn't experience um, any, like, classes with her or anything in undergrad. Um, but it was just an intro meeting. And then at the end of the meeting, I asked about funding opportunities. There was nothing posted online. There was nothing that the department mentioned earlier. And she said, actually, yes, there is. And mm-hmm. But you don't apply for it. I can. And so since you mentioned, I'll apply on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I ended up getting the money for my first semester covered. Wow. So if I hadn't done that, and like, so you have to take that extra step mm-hmm. every meeting you go to and build these connections with these mm-hmm. people. And I'll go a long way. Yeah. Wow. And then, Isabel, I wanted to ask you, since you've, you're going through it, have you found any resources that you've personally found very helpful in your application process that you would recommend to others who are thinking about it and all that? I can't say that I found, like, any specific, like, resource, um, whatever that may be. I will say the one thing that has made all the difference is talking to faculty members. Um, I... Again, like I went into this like application process knowing very little about graduate school, what I was doing, what to put into my application. Um, and I just sat down and had some conversations with a few of my professors and then they gave me information I wouldn't even have thought of and then connected me with more people and then connected me with people in the field that I want to go into. Um, and just gathering information from different people who have gone through the process is the best thing that you can do. Because the worst thing you can do is, like, fly blind into the application process, not know what you're doing, and then receive rejections because, like, you didn't put in the effort that is required and, like, you didn't have the guidance that you really need for this process because it is intense. And, you know, for students like us, like, nobody in my family has gone through this. I don't know who to go to. And so that's why I'm really thankful that the faculty members here, like, want to help you succeed. If you're passionate and you're serious about what you're studying they're going to put in the extra effort to help you. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish sometimes it was as easy as you mentioned, like just flying mm-hmm. by and applying. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's, it's not. not. Um, so you need to take that extra step. Yeah. It sucks. Hopefully we reach a point where people are able to kind of bring themselves up and like, and it's very accessible mm-hmm. to apply to grad school, but that's not where we are today. Yeah. It's definitely not accessible. Mm-hmm. So reach out to as many faculty members as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then, final question, is grad school worth it? (laughs) I think so. I think it depends. I don't think it's worth it if your field doesn't require it. I Mm -hmm. think it it would, for a lot of people, it might be a waste of money and a waste of time and just an extension of undergrad for people who don't know what they want to do yet. Mm -hmm. I don't recommend it to everyone. I think Mm -hmm. it's very, like, personal. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, I wouldn't be able to, to teach community college level or at the college level without a master's degree so i think it's worth it for me i don't regret my decision um and hopefully i don't but yeah and i think for human rights same thing you didn't get that experience in undergrad so you get to explore a whole new facet of political science but not for everyone but if it is for you then i recommend it Mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me on this this is the first episode special issue is out right now at daily49er.com 
I wanted to say thank you guys. You guys are so great. Well, I'm excited to see what your future holds for you guys. Grad school. I hope you get into your, your school that you want. And then for you, I hope the rest of the grad school process is just smooth running for you. All right. And thank you.